Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Today on NFP, I speak with the IDEXO founder, CEO, and CTO, Greg Marlin, who talks with me about the company's efforts to make building in the Web3 space a simple process. We talk about the company's collaborative plans with the Coin Network, as well as their work with the upcoming hack and slash RPG, Swords of Blood, which aims to integrate NFTs in a AAA mobile gaming experience. Hey, this is NFP, the non-fungible podcast with me, D. Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. Right on. Well, hey, NFP with Decline. We got Greg Marlin with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I connected to you through Al Morris, who's the CEO of the Koi Network. Uh, what's your connection to Al? So Al and I are both Canadian. So let's start with that. Huh? I'm Canadian um, as well. We, we we were the two Canadians, the two Canucks in Basecamp 4 of Outlier Ventures. So it was still pretty early uh, days for Outlier. I mean, they've been around for a long time, but their like, Basecamp programs were it's just started to rise. Now it's it's a huge outfit. They have so many programs. But mm-hmm. at the time, you know, Basecamp 4, it was the only program they were running. Um, it was a really good group. Uh, we had a good, you know, uh, I think probably set a record for the number of token launches out of an accelerator. Some of that had to do with the time period. You know, I guess Koi hasn't fully launched their token, but they, you know, they built a, a really big network in sort of the test phase. Um, so, you know, we kind of stayed in touch and then we've, so we built a lot of our tech or like our relayers or off-chain relayers and, and some of the things that power the engine that, that helps, you know, um, you know, create a lot of the magic that IDEXO does. We, we did it in a centralized way using AWS. You know, we always had it in the roadmap. Okay, well, some, but someday someone will build a, you know, decentralized AWS and, um, you know, Koi has done that with at least the, the, the Lambda microservices. So everything that we build is, is you know, so the back end is using microservices, infinitely scalable uh, back end. Um, so the fact that they've built this, um, you know, AWS Lambda decentralized version is perfect. Um, and the fact that we have a relationship anyway was, was also perfect. So, you know, we kind of reconnected. And um, so we're going to build some really cool stuff, um, you know, with, with you know, staged uh releases yeah i think you know i i don't i don't know if i can mention uh with the first uh big releases because i think that's under embargo but uh something big is coming very soon and you know looking forward to being able to kind of talk more about that after after it's sort of you know public okay now you've really piqued my curiosity (laughs) (laughs) that's not fair greg just drop in on the show and say yeah it's something really big can't tell you anything about it Uh, well you know give us an idea give us you know paint a picture for us well so so a lot of so there's there's a challenge okay so the reason why people put um things in centralization i think you know we may even have invented this term i don't know anyone was using this before we called it this 
Uh, and now there's sort of a theme of progressive decentralization, right? And mm -hmm. so we were the kind of the first to cheat and say, look, you don't need to have full decentralization right away. Uh, you have more security if you if you ha have some centralized control. In fact, as we've seen in the last year, that's completely disproven because these centralized players, you know, mess everything up. But uh, you know, we we kind of felt okay. Well, you know, we can just focus on the user experience first, hide all the complexity of blockchain, and actually, we were the first to like, you know, hey, let's reduce everything to one line of code, and call it what you want to do. I would deploy this contract, the mint an NFT, and so you know, back when we did that in early 2021, no one else was doing that. So now, you know, that's kind of you see that talk Standard. about again and again. Oh, one yep. line of code and you know, abstracting the complexity. Like we, we were kind of like the first to do that. So, but yeah, as a result, I think the, you know, one of the big learnings of 2022 was we, we can't cheat. You know, when we mm. cheat on that decentralization, uh, it messes everything up. Uh, you get these, just an example, um, and this is kind of giving you a, a hint maybe on some of what we're building, but you look at some of the bridge hacks, right? So yep. Uh, bridges are really scary tech um, because yeah. if 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 someone gets access to the wallet, for instance, that's supposed to like mint the other side of the transaction, they can just mint you know unlimited tokens, and yep. there's like just you destroy know, your uh, economy. Yeah, exactly. So it's some really scary tech in the wrong hands. Um, and the, and there was you know stuff like the Ronin. I, I hate to, you know I don't I don't mean to single anyone out, but Ronan was like five multi-sig wallets that were, you know, and that's not unusual uh, right. for a bridge. Um, yeah, but, you know, it was like there was no sane uh, breaks. So someone could just mint 400 million or whatever it was, 500 million uh, tokens. And, and that was it. It was gone. Um, yep. And which, you know, effectively, you know, Axie Infinity was a huge name until that. Uh, and mm -hmm. know, I, don't I don't think they ever really recovered from that hack. So it's hard to recover from 500 million dollar yeah. hole um so you know bridges are scary tech you know if you look at um the adexo bridge the first one we built super centralized uh, a human element in every transaction um i don't want to go deep too deep into the, how the tech works but you know it, it means that it's slow so horrible user experience if you want to put it that but pretty safe um and so, you know, how would you do that, you know, using something like Koi, which has, um, you know, 50,000 nodes, like a huge, uh, hugely decentralized element. Now you can build microservices. Um, so you can essentially take something that would be an off-chain relayer um, and um, secure it through the number of, of um, you know, the sheer number of validators. Um, and the fact that these microservices can, um, you know, store a lot of logic in them. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, such as, um, Hey, this is, this looks like an unusually large transaction. Let's, uh, you know, uh, uh, do something with it, uh, that it will slow it down. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, or, Hey, let's keep a, let's keep a running track of blacklisted addresses, um, in a decentralized way so that, Oh, you know what? Someone hacks something and those bridges can't, you know, that, that hack, those hack tokens can't make it across the bridge. Um, so there's, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do still in a decentralized way, um, that, um, kind of, you know, inject some sanity into this technology.
Yeah. I think, you know, part of the problem is we think about like these steps, there's web two and there's web three. And we always think of them as this versus that when in reality, it's, it's more of a spectrum. You've got the centralized web over here. You've got the decentralized web over here and everything kind of falls in place within that spectrum somewhere. And it's neither good nor bad if it serves the right purpose for what you're trying to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and, and actually it's, you know, we really talk about it, uh, you know, both in the, so we, we sell to brands, we sell to games. We can talk about that later. And I think the, the, the theme for 2023 is, you know, not just, Hey, let's, let's create a web three product with a web two experience. Like that was kind of like where we started. Hey, let's make sure the experience is at least as good as web two. Mm-hmm. Where to, to where now, like, hey, when we inject Web3, the experience should be better than it ever was. So mm-hmm. the, the, the fact of I can own this, but I can still do this, you know, I can, you know, you, you want to make it for the, the let's, let's say the early adopters, right? Because I feel like that's where we are now. We're not like the, the all of crypto before then was the innovators. If you kind of like that crossing the chasm, we're not in the early majority yet. We're in the early adopters, oh. right? Yeah. Um, and if you're looking at brands, we're, we're the innovators still like the, the, the mass market now is in the innovator stage still. Um, but we're starting at that early majority. So I'm sorry, early adopters. So, you know, we really, we, we, we do need to be mindful of that. And, and, you know, I think the first part, you know, where, where we really focused was let's not make the first, you know, the first point of value, the first touch point in the, in this customer journey, let's not make it set up a wallet. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Because that mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. the hardest part and the, and the yes. easiest to get wrong. So let's let them like play with it a bit. Let's let them sh- see a lot of value first. And then if they're ready, here's your wallet. Here's how it works. So, um, you know, to do that, you have to start off with centralization because you're kind of custodying their wallet and custodying yeah. that experience. And then when they're ready, giving them this off ramp. But um, so, you know, the injection of that ownership, that injection of that comfort level that, you know, they're not just an, a number in a database that can be turned off at any point by some centralized authority. I think that's really special. How do you marry that with just a great, easy, fun user experience that gets them there? And once they realize that, they're like, oh, wow, okay. Um, those two things together make an awesome experience. I think it's, you know, funnily enough, what Jack Dorsey was trying to get at when mm. he was saying Web5, even though, you know, I think rightly so. That was kind of pan, but um, you know, I, I get where he's come from. You know, he he didn't like the fact that Web three was kind of being used all over Silicon Valley by by a bunch of VCs. So he was like, "Well, I'm going to create Web five, which is Web two plus Web three, right? Makes yes, sense." Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know how much Web five has really taken off, but there, I, you know, I kind of like it though. I, I mean, I like the yeah, concept yeah, it, of it because the reality is, is they're cool. not juxtaposed against each other. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You know, Jack Paul. Jack, Jack Paul is a Dexo on 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 uh, Twitter. So you know, thank you for that. Jack. Oh, nice. Uh, I think because nice. of the cool stuff. That's a feather in Twitter. your cap. Yeah, uh, and you know, so I do. As a result, kind of keep keep an eye on, you know, what they're up to. Um, you know, with that project, and it's it's kind of interesting. You know, he's really focused on decentralized social right now. I can't. It, the name escapes me. That there, if you look at his Twitter, there's like a, a specific project that he's that really sky one? diving into no blue so blue sky is like his his project where they're building like the whole mobile identity right and everything. Okay. um yeah. but there's there's somebody that there's another one that um someone else built like he's he's just a user of it i don't think I he's see. even involved okay. in the development of it 
Um, I know if I, if I look at it, it probably comes up right away. Um, uh, it's got an interesting name. Uh, uh, let's see which, what it is. He's always tweeting about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't see it? Jack Dorsey in my tweets too often. I don't know. The whole algorithm on uh, Twitter has kind of been weird lately where... Yeah, yeah, it's called see it's called it's like called Noster. Not I don't know if that's right pronounced right, but N O S T R. Okay. Noster. Okay, I recognize yeah, that. It, yeah, it's a it's a very interesting uh, uh, project, kind of like peer to peer social networking. Okay. Um, and uh, there seems to be it seems to be very popular in the Bitcoin community. Mm. So most likely, and there's like people building you know various tools and apps for it. So something to keep your eye on. So just for listeners to understand, like, you know, can you give us just a brief explanation of what IDEXO is exactly? So people, you know, kind of get some context. Yeah, so we got our start uh, really focusing on um, the economic experience um, Uh of of it, uh, of, of, you know, developing on blockchain. So building a business on like a blockchain, like a DAP. And one of the core problems with the economic experience is just like, especially in a multi-chain environment, uh, holding tokens, uh, estimating gas, paying for gas, uh, the fact that the, 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 the gas changes wildly in price. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, a, it's just, a, you know, it's a lot to manage. So we, we built a system, um, you know, to make it stable so that you could, you know, have a stable price for your gas transactions. Um, and then we are like, well, no one's going to use that unless we make it easy to do a development layer. So we built an SDK, a software development kit, to make it and you know we made it super easy we, everything was just methods mint an nft is a method pick your blockchain here's your stable cost and we got some you know initial you know pretty good traction with that um but along the way we realized you know what the 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 web3 project team is made up of a lot of you know a lot more than developers and actually one of our early use cases was was games and mm-hmm. games are like, we really want to focus on the development of our game. We don't want to do it. You know, we, we have to do this Web3 stuff, but we really want to make an awesome game. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things was that was nice is that we made everything possible with an API key. So you can make blockchain transactions just using an API key, which means, you know, you don't need to hold seed phrases on a server. You can rotate uh-huh. the keys. Um, and, you know, that's really appealing for someone who just wants to integrate um, blockchain. Um, having done that, we're like, you know, we have... We're, we, this is pretty cool. We can put a, you know, blockchain wherever an API can go. So we, um, you know, we did the first ever mint on Telegram, actually the first ever soulbound token, you know, a year before it's called that. And we said, Hey, mm-hmm. anyone in our community who's a member of our Telegram can mint this, you know, special early adopter NFT using a bot command on, on Telegram. And, you know, we, we were at 200 people in our Telegram group when we did that, we thought, Oh, maybe we'll double, you know, and we went from 200 to 5,400 in two days. Wow. Um, so it just kind of like caught on. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, sure. You get some people show up just, oh, a free NFT, right? Especially in April 2021, that was really novel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but we, ha- you know, still to this day have a lot of people who are in our community who came in on that initial early adopter man. So we kind of made that. We built that into a product. We did minting on Twitter. It's probably why Jack follows us, right? So we did minting on Twitter. Uh, in June 2021, that really took off. 
So when you're saying and, minting you know, on Twitter, my impression is essentially you were just tweeting a line of code with a wallet address and it was just yeah. minting it to that address. So there was no exactly. need to have really any complicated steps whatsoever. All you had to do yeah. was, well, you did still have to have a wallet, but, and it yeah, was, I'm assuming this was on Polygon, if I'm right. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. yeah. So actually, yeah, it's funny. The first one we did on Polygon, and now the ones that we do for, you know, like Swords of Blood is a recent one. Um, is you know the, the the preference tends to be to do it on Polygon. So Polygon has yeah, certainly yeah. captured uh, a lot of the imagination of of a lot of developers at the moment. I've seen a lot of big moves with Polygon lately. I think wasn't there some Mastercard thing with Polygon the other day? And yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you know, again, we talked to brands um, coming into the space and, you know, everything from smaller ones, um, you know, we have, we have um, companies that so nice when they just come into our software and and, and sign up for a paid plan and never talk to us. Well, the ones that are doing, (laughs) the ones that are doing that are, you know, basically hundred percent Polygon. So Polygon is certainly reaching that SMB market. And then we talked to like, you know, a global five fortune 500 cu- customer, like um, there definitely has a lot of their, their first sort of name recognition other than Ethereum is, is Polygon. So Polygon has done an amazing job of, of uh, sort of business development. We integrate, you know, we've, we've integrated with Polygon, you know, it was, I think it was our third network. I think we did Ethereum, then uh, Binance smart chain, then we did Polygon. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're very familiar with, uh, polygon stuff there's there are other networks out there obviously uh we did some big stuff with avalanche um avalanche just did a deal with aws that's kind of interesting to, to look at um our Beatrum gets a lot of uh of certain you know there's there's a certainly um you know a, a segment of the crypto population that's uh loves our Beatrum. um we've actually done quite a bit uh lately with okc so that's the mm-hmm. uh chain mm-hmm. from okx Mm-hmm. Uh, great team there. They've really dedicated to it. So I think really good things are going to be coming. Uh, I, you know, they've gone way up on the charts. Uh, and I think they'll, I have not heard much about so. OKX lately. So that's interesting that you mentioned them because it's kind of a distant memory to me. Yeah, no, I think you'll see more and more from, from OKC in the coming. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like the brand adoption and the uh, game, especially game adoption, Polygon is, you know, way ahead of, of, of anyone uh-huh. else that, that I see at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of game adoption, I was checking out this uh, Swords of Blood, and uh, I, I've always loved Diablo. I've played all of them, and uh, this has that Diablo kind of vibe to it. It looks like, hey, yeah, it's a great game. Um, the the team behind it, just amazing pedigree of um, you know both uh, role playing games and like you know multi multiplayer games. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's great to be involved with a project like that. Um, what is your what is your involvement with them? Can you break that down a little bit for us? Sure. I mean, we're a, we're like a, a service provider, right? So it's a mm-hmm. sort of client partner relationship. Um, yeah. And uh, so they were they started with us to do an early adopter program. So that's one of the things we do for especially for games. So you'll see a few more of those coming soon. Um, you know, so so they use our software, or we help them. We we kind of manage that uh, use of the software too. First, you experiment with it and you, and, you know, set up the NFTs, try it out. And then we, we create up the, the whole concept for an early adopter. In their case, the early adopter NFT came with, a, you know, it's a soulbound token and came with an in-game NFT. So it's an awesome Sentinel that you can use in the game. Um, you know, it, it was just an amazing campaign. It's, so, you know, like it minted out, you know, 
in the first hour, I think there was 5,000. So, um, you know, we had a queue, we have a queuing system. Obviously you can't just instantly mint 5,000 on a blockchain. Right. Um, and, uh, so, you know, it, it went through its queue and, uh, you know, finished up. Uh, and then we had, you know, another 5,000 waiting in the queue. So, um, you know, we, we have all that track. So we, there's, you know, they can then do something special for the people who didn't get the NFT, the, the soulbound token. Um, and we're going to be announcing, uh, uh, next week, uh, that, um, you know, they're going to be doing their, their follow-up NFT sale on our platform as well. So we provide like mm-hmm. a whole suite of tools um, for different stages of a project. So mm-hmm. obviously the early adopter NFT with the minting on Twitter and Telegram and soon Discord uh, is a powerful way to kind of grow your community quickly and engage them. Um, a lot has to go into just, it's more than just an NFT collection and minting. There has to be a concept and how the utility will play in. We provide a token gating website as well too. So there's a whole hosted, you know, no need to, you know, build a whole front end and host it and do all that stuff. We just, you know, click of a button that launches a, a, a front end, which we then, you know, customize with different tabs, depending on what the utility of the thing is. Um, and then when, you know, when a project's ready, we help them with their IDO and uh, we do, um, we do all the token vesting systems, uh, staking systems. It's really nice. If you can launch a full featured staking program on the same day you launch your token. Uh, rather mm-hmm. than sit there, oh well, well, it's coming, guys! It's coming, guys! So, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, yeah. We we just try and you know imagine. Obviously, being a project yourself, we know what stages we went through. So, anytime we had to build something, we said, "Hey, let's turn that into a product." Um, mm-hmm. And then everything that we're going to build on Koi, you know, so everything just becomes a module. Whenever we add some new feature, it's just a module sits inside the system. And there's a whole you you know web UI, simple point and click, with you know drafting collaboration capabilities, uh, so much easier than trying to you know Google Docs and Sheets and mm-hmm. command line and you know whatever text editor. No, you know you can just have it all in one place and you know collaborate together and you know the draft, deploy, manage. So it's um, it's pretty cool uh, what we built and um, we we having built this whole infrastructure now we can you know attack okay now we can decentralize this piece or we can you know uh build some new uh, cool feature um one really cool feature that's getting a lot of attention uh is when we integrate with zapier so we we integrate with zapier we're official zapier partner um and that allows any of the 5000 plus web2 apps on zapier to build blockchain into them. So, and you know, you can create a whole workflow. We had a customer, they have their order system. As soon as an order is created, it, you know, shoots some information off to a, a tool called Placid, which, you know, generates an image. Uh, that image is then, you know, with other information sent to us to mint an NFT, right? With that image and then, you know, send it to, well, in their case, they don't have the address yet. So they actually, store it in our database. They, we do a pre-mint. So there's an NFT pre-minted without the wallet address yet. And then the, the customer can go into another form on Webflow and put in you know their order ID, their email address, and now their wallet address and click go and it, it mints them the NFT, right? Never needing MetaMask or any of that stuff. So it's, um, it's, it's really cool. With, and, and I'm sure that's going to be like a big theme for 2023 is you know integrating Web2 and Web3 into some pretty cool um you know some pretty cool little scenarios and flows um 
So, so that was pretty just cool. making it Getting easier, making it more user friendly. It's like yeah. that uh, thing. Did you see the announcement the other day with MetaMask that they're going to now enable staking within the wallet? Oh, so that's you don't neat. even have to. You don't even have to leave the wallet. You can go right onto Lido inside the MetaMask wallet, which is pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, that that's going to be attractive for any staking provider to to be in. I I wonder yeah, what the commercial sure. arrangement. I think there was two of them. There was Lido, and I forget the other one. They're the two biggest biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think about? I mean, uh, you're not necessarily the person to ask this question because this is about the gaming. What do you think about the fear that people have over NFTs and games? And some people fear that it's going to ruin gaming, like you know, making it a monetary experience as opposed to just for fun kind of attitude. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I I, I can understand where they're coming from. The weird thing is, you know, I, I've been in the internet a long time, and I've been doing internet businesses forever. And I know that when you give when you give some like virtual badge that has no monetary value, people go nuts for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's status, it's identity. And as soon as you put a dollar value on it, it kind of like cheapens it a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. So there is there is that element that I do get. Um, at the same time, you know, giving people the freedom, you know, if you look at like, you know, my only real sort of um, – point of reference is world of warcraft right so like right. i played that to you yeah. know nth, nth level you know several yep. characters stuff like that and said i, I can't do this anymore <laughs> thankfully <laughs> a long time ago right but um you know i think there was you know there was always that 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 sort of tension of like hey i i farmed this item i should be able to sell it on some on some you know uh thing oh if you got get caught selling it you're banned forever like <laughs> right this was uh this was like uh you know a big tension so i think um you you can marry the two well um it's nice uh i think everyone knows like you know if you pass off your you know if you, if you just take world of warcraft you built some great pvp character up to you know the top set and then just handed that off to them. Well, you're not transferring the actual skills involved, right? right? So there's there's a certain element of, of, of that as well. Um, but I, I'd say, look, if you look at uh, like a Swords of Blood or, or many other games that we talk to, um, they're focused on making an awesome game first, right? Mm-hmm. And But they are buying into the fact that at least a, a, a big segment of their users want, um, they want ownership. They want to share ownership. I think that's part of, you know, the larger um, kind of headless brands movement, you know, that, um, you know, people want want control. They don't want to be able to, like I said earlier, they don't want to be a, a number in a database that could be turned off at any moment. The whim of, of, of the uh, centralized provider, where it gets even more interesting is where you're going to have kind of open games where you could transfer you know, your skills profile or something you've built up in one game and somehow use it in another game. I think that's, that's going to be cool. Um, you know, the tech kind of has to be figured out and how the user experience would be. Um, but, but that's certainly, I think, um, some of that kind of open metaverse, um, idea. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, the, the, the positive of giving people more ownership, uh, more agency, in any endeavor uh, far outweighs the, you know, the negatives Um, and the negatives can be mitigated with just smart, you know, kind of smart um, ranking and community planning. It's not easy, you know, um, 
but I think it'll end up being better than worse. Yeah, I think you make a good point when you talk about, you know, it being better than the Web2 experience. We need to get to a point where it's not an attitude of, oh, this is pretty good for a Web3 game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, we're not yeah. quite there yet, uh, in my experience. Having said that, I haven't tried a game like Swords of Blood. It does look like it would be a lot of fun. So have you played it much at all? Well, it, it's still to be released. I've, you know, obviously. Okay. Been, okay. I been, thought it had I've been, been released. I've been, yeah, I've been privy to the the test versions. Um, oh, okay. And okay. they are really good. Yeah, oh, they're right really on. good. Okay. Um, and um, the, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that like like anything, the beauty of like these, um, you know, mm uh, <laughs> or whatever it is is that, you know, there's, they're like a SaaS product, right? So um, you can, you know, yeah, you know, I'm sure the V1 of their game is going to be awesome, but they're also going to be able to continually develop it um, mm -hmm. with, you know, live feedback from users and seeing how they're using the NFTs and how does that, you know, kind of affect, you know, which, which items are popular? Should we do more of those? I mean, obviously you get that from a, from a, um, you know, a normal game. But, but uh, it's going to be, you know, you, you're going to learn some things as a result of these NFT-based games that maybe you couldn't learn in a regular game. And it's mm -hmm. going to be interesting to see how they process that feedback and, you know, incorporate it into the game development. I'm thinking of like game balancing, like you think of PvP in games, you know, and how mm -hmm. often they'll, you know, alter attribu attributes or nerf something or boost something. <laughs> I wonder how yeah. that carries over to something where it's an immutable NFT. Like, how do they deal with that? So, um, well, that's interesting because, you know, uh, most of the gaming NFTs will not be immutable in their metadata because they need to be upgraded and, and things right. like that. Okay. So that makes sense. Uh, so those are, those would be dynamic NFTs. Um, okay. what, what is immutable is, you know, who owns that ownership, token ID right? and stuff like mm -hmm. that ownership. And some of them will make it. So it's very simple. It's, it's, it's one line function. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you have a set token URI function or not? Uh, because mm -hmm. if you have a set token URI function, that's outside of a mint function. So normally, you know, set to token URI is like inside a mint function. If you pull, if you have a separate one, you pull out of the mint function, whereby you can essentially reset the URI, the the, the link that is, is is embedded in the in the NFT. You know, basically what shows up when you look up that NFT on OpenSea or anything else. Um, then you know, then you can reset that that metadata. And you know, we have a product where we do the tracking of all those resets as well so mm -hmm. that you can mm -hmm. kind of uh, get a history of, you know, what this NFT had. You could do that, you know, sort of by looking up all the logs, uh, log events uh, of a contract, but we kind of, you know, back it up in a database and make it super easy to, super easy to kind of retrieve. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, there's, um, there's some, some very interesting, you know, uh, properties of that. And it's, it's funny because they call that dynamic NFTs. And we did that again on that first April 2021 early adopter. We realized, you know what? For a loyalty card type uh, NFT, it would be nice to reset the, right. uh, the the metadata with upgraded community rank and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. now they call those dynamic NFTs. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, well, and Koi definitely has some stuff with that too, with like the zombies that I created with them, and you know where they yeah. changed and that kind of thing. So that's really cool. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, just looking at the market as a whole, you know, there was this interesting past week that we've seen here, 
we had the news about FTX where they uh, found somehow $5 billion of, of money. Cause yeah. apparently there was $8 billion initially that was gone missing. And now they've found 5 billion. And then there was this, uh, uh, what's it called? The inflation CPI announcement that it was slowing down. And mm. then you see this huge surge. What do you think? Is it uh is it the start of it? By the way, listeners, this is not financial advice. We're just talking here. Um, yeah, absolutely. What do you think? So, what do you think of the situation? So I've been like I've been t- saying to people for you know three to four weeks or so. I think yeah about that. Um, that my attitude has been changing on twenty twenty three quite a bit. Um, in mm-hmm. that just just I saw we saw a huge uptick in um, inbound customer interest and and in general like um, you know, sort of business business upswing going into the very end of 2022. And that sort of got me feeling, you know what, I, I think there's going to be a, a bit of a, you know, mini goal from, mm. from like the first start of the year to like April, um, maybe May. Um, and, um, you know, just based on what I'm seeing, like more, more projects getting going, more funding happening and stuff like that. And so I, I feel like, yeah, FDX certainly, um, uh, you know, sort of helps, but I, I feel like people are just, were maybe some of the people were just waiting for, you know, a signal. Obviously the CPI was a nice number, uh, but, it, but more so, I just think it's, it's, it's like economic activity in our space is really picking up. Um, and um, I think, yeah, you know, it's funny about the FDX thing. When I heard that, I said, well, you're getting pretty close to that $8 billion number. Yeah. And, you know, some of those, some of those tokens that, are probably in that you know arcane structure that they had uh you know they may find the other three you know if things go go well so obviously you hope that for the people affected by mm-hmm. uh by it um yeah i don't monitor that kind of stuff too much we're, like we're just in, insanely busy in all the right ways so um you know i kind of when i see that i'm like okay cool <laughs> you know that can, obviously <laughs> is better uh but you know i my kind of base my um you know uh, again like you said nfa and not and all that stuff um dyor you know and i'm not gonna tell you you know one specific one or the other but but just in general in the market from our perspective dealing with crypto projects as customers that it seems to be uh yeah there's something in the air like positive yeah. so whereas you know most of 2022 was a kick in the face you know like yeah, so it, it was yeah. it was really nice to kind of thinking positive again yep i don't know i think probably one of the strongest signals for me is whenever peter schiff gloats then you know it's a good time to you know, look into the market yeah. and make yeah. a move. You know, the other day, it was a couple of days ago, he's like, time to sell, sell it, get rid of your crypto. And of course, immediately after that, it went up like 20%, right? You know, he's he yeah. just nails it every time. So Perfect. anyway, it's just funny. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to tell us about what's going on with the XO? Obviously, there's some things you can't share, but maybe wrap it up with, you know, what you're excited about coming up here in the next little while. Yeah, well, um, so obviously we're really excited about the Koi announcement. I think coming towards the end of the this month, um, mm-hmm. we we uh, we're doing a, a the NFT sale. I'm going to announce it. Uh, so we're hosting the NFT sale for Swords of Blood. It's a loot box sale happening on February first. Mm-hmm. So if you don't already have a uh, you know a ticket to that, I think there's going to be a ticket mint we're hosting as well prior to that. 
Um, obviously, the early now people would just be able to participate that by going to the Twitter feed for Swords of Blood and check out the announcements there because that's where I found this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything will be there. Uh, okay. So yeah, we want to want to get in on that. Um, yeah, other than that, you know, we got some cool uh, modules that we're going to be releasing soon. Uh, and you know, if you just follow IDEXO.io, you'll you'll get all the updates on that as well. Mm -hmm. Now I know you have plans to uh, hit the slopes today to take off skiing. Is the plan? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, this was the last to do, and then I'm on the road to <laughs> to get to the slopes. So uh, I think it's going to be a little chilly, but uh, okay. Where whereabouts are you? Uh, at the moment, here I'm just near uh, just near uh, Barrie. So I'm going to go up up over to Snow Valley and ski there. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I wish you all the best with uh, everything going on there. Lots of cool stuff. And I uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. And uh, good luck with all this uh, Koi work you're doing and work with Swords of Blood and so forth. Um, and yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. I'm really curious now. Cool. Well, I love to hear it. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. It was great chat. Just flew right by. Yeah, <laughs> Awesome. Right on. We'll have fun skiing. Cool. All right, man. Thanks. Take care. Okay, take care. Yeah. And be safe. Yeah, thank you. Got yeah, my helmet. <laughs> right on. So. Smart. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of NFP with Decline, please like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon. <laughs>